Hey, hey everybody, if you want to help this show out, one great way to do it is use our Amazon link over at sleepwithmepodcast.com slash Amazon. It'll be the same Amazon you always use, uh, same price, the same website. We just get a small percentage of uh, of what you buy. And thanks so much for using it because it's a huge, huge help. Uh, and, and your small purchases or big, pur- whatever you purchase, it goes a long way towards uh, pay- paying for all our hosting fees and stuff. And I just appreciate it. Thank you so much. And let's get on to the show. All right, ready? Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble falling asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. And what is the rest you might ask? Well, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's running through your brain. Whatever feelings you might have, whatever physical sensations you might be experiencing. I'm going to try to distract you from that. I'm going to use lulling, soothing tones, pointless meanders. Uh, I'm going to, you know, kind of go on and on. You know, the world, well, usually we do a world building. There'll probably be something like world building. Lots of, uh, one character, one character explains something to another character, exposition. There'll be exposition and explanations, you know, speeches, but not the kind, not like, uh, Something MLK would give or Abraham Lincoln. Uh, explanations and exposition. You know, kind, kind of like a, a point. Oh, his speeches. I, I got distracted there. Uh, you know, someone might give a, a long speech at, at, a, at a city council meeting about an inane, you know, parking, you know, parking rules or something like that. Uh, that's the kind of quality of speech. But don't worry, the speeches are usually packed towards that. And right now is the time for metaphors. But really what I'm going to do is I'm going to send my voice and my hand across the deep, dark night. And I'm going to use these tools I have, plus many other tools of uh, lulling and dulling. Of uh, pre- I said pregnant pauses have been getting a lot of love this week. But the, usually the pauses in here, they could be... Usually I think it means pregnant pause if there's something meaningful coming after the pause. In this case, it's kind of like one of those, it's a pause, it's a faux, faux pregnant pause, like kind of like when you say, well, is that person, that was just acting, she wasn't actually pregnant in that movie. Really? You're kidding me. You know, it's some sort of foam rubber thing. And she actually had it filled, you know, with a giant balloon. And they had this hilarious story on set where the balloon burst. And she was, but it was, it was, and then, you know, they convinced the, the, the best boy and the key grip that she, sure, water had broke. And that, you know, the gaffer, they said, get the, get the gaffer over here. We're going to need some gaffer tape. This baby's coming. And the best boy said, what's well, a gaffer tape? And uh, what was my point? Oh, yeah, there wasn't a point. Was my point with the pregnant pauses? It's just a pre- usually just a pause. And you might say, "Well, Jesus, is it a dramatic pause?" I would say, "Well, if it's similar to the pregnant. It's a faux dramatic. Dramatic's a little strong word. 
And I don't know if there's something, you know, I'm trying to think of something that's like, uh, say, is this satirical pause? No, because I don't know, you know, I, I would have to get, uh, I need a lot of examples to wrap my head around what a satirical pause is. And they would say, okay, is it an ironic pause? I said, definitely not, because I, I, I try to get irony in meta, but I don't, I don't, honestly, I'm not even trying to be funny, I don't. And they say, okay, so it's just a long pause. I say, you are probably right, long, 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 pointless pause. I'd say, what are you, are you, uh, are you some sort of uh, uh, fairy word mother? Oh, yes, I'm your fairy word mother. So you'll be with me from now on to feed me proper words. No, oh, which is, are you Derek? Uh, are you, is your name Derek? No, Scooter or Drew. Oh, no, I'm looking for a Derek. Okay, good, but well, wait, wait who, who sent you? Uh, morally Safer did to, to, to Derek the Podcast Boy. The stra- you, you seem, I mean, Derek, but the Strange Podcast Boy. Derek the Strange Podcast Boy. Love Morally Safer. Uh, Derek, please stop embarrassing us. Here, I, I've invested millions of dollars in in this... Uh, uh, to hire a fairy, uh, a fairy step stepmother, stepmother, word mother. Hey, but it's for Derek. I'm sorry. Well, no, the thing is that uh, Derek, uh, Morley Safer thinks I'm Derek, the podcast, but I'm really not. Though, well, it's I'm I, I'm, not, I'm a word mother. I can't just get go working for someone. That, that's not on my list. This is my name list of word names are words. But you could use some help. Well, how much do you charge? How much does a fairy word mother charge? Well, I could show you my price. Oh, holy moly. Only morally safer could afford. I mean, holy. You need some 60 minutes money to pay that. Oh, the fairy word mother's gone. She flew off in a... I don't know if it was a huff of sparkles. Can you can you fly off in a huff of sparkles? I could have used her to figure that out. Uh, but so bring it back. I'm going to try to take your mind off of whatever has got you up at like tossing and turning. Whether you're thinking about stuff, concerned about stuff, whether you're going through some sort of emotional transition or your emotions are stirred up or whatever it is, or if your body's stirred up or flared up, as they say. You know, the seasons are changing I'm pretty sure there's planetary movements. I could have sworn, I said, I was looking the other day and I saw something by the moon. And I said, I guarantee that's a planet. Uh, So there are planets moving and seasons changing, temperatures, humidity levels. Uh, Temperatures, humidity levels, all that's changing. So so it can affect us and, and that's fine. It's okay to be affected. And it's okay to be emotionally sort of, it's, you know, a lot of us overthink. And what I want to do is just be here, your boyfriend. And I'm going to chatter on with a bit of nonsense. It'll be good-spirited nonsense about fairy word mothers and whatever else I was talking about before that that I forgot about. And I'll just try to keep you entertained. It was a little lighthearted. I think I meant lighthearted. It's too bad I lost that fairy word mother. I could have really used that. But, that, you know, it probably would be a conflict of interest. And if she fell asleep, you know, when you look at fairy godmothers, odds are they're snorers, most of them. You could just see, you know, you can just you tell, you know, mostly those pleasant, those people with those pleasant looks on their face, it's because, you know, they snore. 
And because they sleep so deeply, that's why they're always in such a damn good mood. And then they, I live my life in service, some sort of mystical servitude. So, I mean, this woman did not. She said it seems like she was making a killing, and I don't know how much morally charged. Hopefully there's another, there's a Derek out there with a weird podcast. So, well, not really. That'd be really... Is it like when people say, what's the biggest disappointment you've had so far in podcasting? And believe it or not, no one's asked me that, so I'm going to answer it right now. It's that Morley Safer doesn't know my name. He knows me. as It's like, and for those of you that knew, I won't take up very much time, but by the power of fiction, I met Morley Safer at a retirement village. And, you know, uh, by the power of my goofing around, we, we became a team. I mean, I don't think even a fictional morally safer would define it as a team, but I do. We did become friends. I don't think he could argue that we weren't friendly. And we had some, you know, you know, kind of like investigative-type situations. And we even saved the world once. I don't want to pat, you know, I don't want to pat morally safer on the back, but we did under his leadership. And it was great, and it was like a childhood dream of mine, you know, no morally safer to, to work side by side, to go on adventures where, you know, where the world's fate hangs in the balance. And another adventure we had is his brother's uh, relationship hung in the balance. So, you know, real stakes. And a lot of people say, wow, you've lived, you've, this, you've fictionally, you've lived an amazing life. And I say, yeah, but he doesn't, he didn't learn, he thought, for some reason he's convinced my name's Derek. And someone might say, okay, well, wait a second, isn't it fictional? We can't you no, no, I don't have, he, he thinks my name's Derek. And he refuses, I keep telling him, it's Scooter, it's Scooter Morley. And he and then he sent this fairy word mother to me, by, so it's, it's a big letdown. Uh, it doesn't get any bigger than that, you know. But I guess that's, you know, you got to take your knocks. I, I get to spend time with Morley Safer. And, you know, I tried to pitch him on a couple bit other business ideas of us, you know, Scooter and Safer. And he even, he set Derek up on a blind date. But, you know, I said, well, okay, that's not, that's not a good idea. I want to remain on good terms with Morley. Uh, so, but, so anyway, back to the podcast, I guess. It, that's the podcast. It's going to, I don't know if while you were listening to this, you, you, you could, a few things could happen. You could have got extremely irritated. Well, you could get extremely irritated on my behalf. You say, geez, Morley, can't you give Scooter the love he deserves? And he would say, uh, you mean Derek? Uh, you might think, oh, this is ridiculous. I'd say, yeah, it is. Give it a couple shots. I don't want to waste your time, but I want to try to put you to sleep. So if it doesn't work for you, I'm sorry. But ideally, you didn't think about whatever was running through your head, whatever you've been feeling, whatever sensations are going on. Uh, my little meanders there took your mind off of stuff. So upcoming on tonight's episode, we're going to do our housekeeping. Then we'll cover what happened on last week's episode of Lady Witchbeard. And then we'll have a little episode of Lady Witchbeard. But I'm glad you're here. I just want to take your mind off of stuff, distract you. If you can't sleep, kind of entertain you, be there for you. But, but you want to fall asleep any time during the podcast. Just go right ahead. All right, I'm glad you're here. And I hope I help you fall asleep. Thanks for stopping by. 
All right, housekeeping. We're on the web, www.stupidandmepodcast.com. You can find older episodes there. Uh, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast on iTunes or Overcast. It is a, is a great uh, option uh, for people that are kind of having trouble with the current iTunes app. Uh, just make sure you donate to Marco if you like the podcast uh, on his Patreon. Another paid option, great option is Pocket Cast. And I know a lot of people say good things about Podcast Addict and Stitcher. So there's lots of options. But the main thing is whatever you use, make sure you're subscribed. And then you don't even have to go looking around for the podcast. And I know, you know, I just changed phones and it can be a little frustrating. This is just a personal rant. Uh, that, you know, when you change things, you say, geez, where the hell is that podcast? That happens to me a lot when I leave my house. They say, well, I thought I should, and then I got to look, oh, it's not automatically downloaded or whatever. So it's just something that makes me nuts. Uh, but but I, I bet you Marco figured that out. So I would, you know, ch- check out Overcast. I have a you know, huge, huge, huge uh, respect for him, and I listen to his podcast, so... Uh, so that's uh, subscribe iTunes. So uh, iTunes only holds 300 episodes, and most podcatchers do. So all this stuff's still on our website. You can comment on our website. You can email me feedback at sleepwithmepodcast.com. Twitter's at Dearest Scooter. We're on Facebook. We also have a Facebook group, sleepwithmepodcast.com slash nods. Uh, Laura, our main moderator there, wants everyone to know, check your other inbox folder in Facebook if you tried to join the group and you hadn't heard back. And I want to thank our other moderators over there, Lida, uh, Rachel LG, Julie C., and Jennifer B. And I'd like to welcome back uh, one, of our, our, one of our Owens, Alexandra's, but apparently back to moderating. So those are all our wide variety of wonderful moderators. Uh, and I also want to th- say thank you to Chris Posty Posterson over at SoundsLikeAnEarful.com. He's got a podcast. I'm trying to get him to work on this podcast, so if you want to harass him on my behalf, do that. And then I want to thank Scotty and Jennifer who handle our artwork, our lovely artwork. I want to thank people that are harassing Trader Joe's. Not harassing them, but say, hey, I realize you don't advertise, but you should advertise. One, you should advertise on podcasts because nothing says Trader Joe's like about about 80 different podcasts I can think of in four seconds that you, you know. And two, probably if you're going to advertise on podcasts, think, you know, think about this one. And just let them know. I mean, they say, blah, 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 you know, whatever. But, but you know, just it'll be fun, you know. Uh, but you don't have to. But if you're at a Trader Joe's, tell the manager, uh, you know, say, hey, this is a strange podcast guy. He wants you get you know, he wanted me to talk to you. And you say, hey, by the way, how the hell do you keep the floors here so clean with these, all these people in here? Great job. So instead of doing, like, do a smush, like, I'd be like, man, that is, do you shine that name tag? Because that is, Gary, is it, that is, no, it's, oh, Grant, sorry, my eyes, but, uh, it's because your name tag's so shiny. You do wax that name tag? They say, I I, I thought I'd never see, you know, someone wear a, a tropical shirt so well, but holy mackerel. By the way, there's a, you heard a podcast, right? And then tell the manager if he refuses, just say, "Hey, we'll listen to the podcast." You know, you do you deserve you're doing such a damn good job at this store. Get some rest while you're at it. Uh, so that's that. Uh, what else? And uh, 
I think that, oh, sleep to strange, check, you know, that's always there. Sleepwithmepodcast.com slash strange for iOS or strange Android. And that's out on uh, Mondays and Wednesdays. So if you need extra podcast material, that's older episodes with the, uh, uh, what do you call it, intros stripped out. And uh, so they're out there in case you need backup material or you want to go down memory lane. And then let me know anything else. You know, we're trying these thank yous at the end. You know, stuff's, stuff's you know, happening here. We're always trying new stuff. So let me know what you think, all right? And thanks for listening. All right, so we're back with another episode of Lady Witchbeard. Now, last week when we left off with Lady Witchbeard, uh, what had happened was, let's see, what happened? I, 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 try, I was trying to come up with a plan, and I was talking to my buddy DeAndre the Giant, DeAndre the Giant, DeAndre the Giant, I think is the technical name. And I was saying, okay, well, I say, I think we can figure all this out. I think everything, I, I came up with a plan. I, I, well, I said, I, I guess technically it wasn't a plan. I came up with a, a, a solution to implement into a plan, which was to cover the whole pyramid in gold and bronze. And also then I added, I said, well, geez, how are we going to get this gold and bronze on the pyramid? And I thought about that green goop. That was it, and then I said, well, Jesus, there might be some magic dust back at the cave, the gods shout, the lightning bolt. So I said we could do green goop with magic dust, and then on top, laid on top of it uh, gold, and it, the whole idea was, I'm pretty sure it's a conductor, and I said electricity, I don't know. Uh, TV waves uh, or over, you know, they say, oh, everyone says don't buy those with the gold. It's not worth it. But then I say, well, geez, if I buy them at the place I like to buy my cords, which is Monoprice, and that's not a sponsor, but uh, just in case anybody doesn't know about Monoprice, and I don't even have an affiliate with them or anything, but it's a good place to buy cords. At least uh, that's where I bought my cords most of the time. But you can get a good, I think even there, I'm like, well, it's gold is just a, just a good a deal. Uh, so I say it conducts something because I bought cords with gold connectors or, you know, it could be a rube, which is also, huh, maybe they should have rethought that part of it. Uh, but so we did, co- but we did cover the pyramid with the assumption that it would uh, channel the magic into the one stone that's improperly working, that gets really hot on its own, connected to magic. Uh, my theory being that by even putting more magic into the stone, maybe something would happen, or alternatively, something I would think of something we could do with it. You know, it's like the power of action over inaction. Uh, in this case, and maybe it was just empowering me at the time. And then I went, and I said, well, even DeAndre was like, hey, maybe you should come up with a plan for this. So then I went spied on Cortez, and I discovered, of course, that Cortez, as you know, I don't want a blanket statement, conquistadors. Uh, but as he's the archetype from conquistadors for me, and, you know, for ignorant people, well, just for me, I can't speak for other ignorant people, you know, people insensitive to the wonders that conquistadors have brought to our world, like, uh, you know, the plague and uh, 
uh, you know, I guess like stealing stuff and, uh, you know, other disease, you know, other diseases, you know, you know, our, we owe our immune systems to the wonders of these conquistadors. Why can't you be more sensitive? And I would say, achoo, uh, gesundheit, yeah, that's a joke, bad joke. Uh, so Cortez was going to double-cross Lady Witchbeard and Marina. So I said, okay, now the fact that I don't have a definite plan, uh, you know, makes it, makes it more. But I said, well, I got this gold pyramid, and I know my people are working on it, you know, DeAndre and the people I supported, the indigenous people I tried to help at the beginning of the story that, you know, liked me for some strange reason. Uh, so, but then I found Lady Wishbeard was also hiding and spying on Cortez and Marina. And so she said, what are you doing? I have a plan. Which, her plan was just to take out Cortez and the uh, the pyramid. Like in some sort of, you know, uh, explosion type thing. And maybe, but but I said, well, she said, I can't do it now because I care about you too much, Germ. Oh, so Lady Wishbeard. So, uh, so I said, well, okay, let's come up with a new plan, more or less. That's where we left off. Also, my skin had gotten dyed uh, multicolors because I was hiding in the uh, sand art. And, uh, but I don't know if that's going to play a part in the story. Just, you know, if you need an extra, uh, you know, extra laugh, like picture a multi-striped, kind of like a rainbow zebra. That's what I looked like now. And but with like a little coat on, you know, embarrassing, you know, embarrassing indeed. I just need a ridiculous helmet or hat, but I didn't have that. So that's basically, so that's basically where we left off on this. I have my butter filter. Okay, great. Is the is the tales of Lady Witchbeard? We are Hehehe. And that's Antonio Banderas, and he, uh, Banderas, uh, Banderas. He brought his own Brita filter and cup, right? My friend is, uh, and, and and you know they, so I'm gonna get him some water. Great job! It's season. By the time the season's over, you'll have water. And uh, you know, okay, let's just get this. I don't want to see you forget. Okay, uh, tales of Lady Witchbeard. Uh, tonight we o- so tonight we open. It's me, Fagey, aka Germ here, and we're opening with the closing of a meeting. Where me, myself, I don't know, you can't say me, myself, DeAndre, Lady Witchbeard. It's a late evening, and it's, it's, the meeting ends with this. So, so that's the plan. That's what people are. So, so that's your plan, Germ. What was it? They say, okay, we got to do it because sun, the sunrise is coming. Does everybody understand their their roles? And everyone said, well, yeah, yeah. And there, a lot of people looked to Lady Witchbeard, and she said, I think this is a good plan, Jerm. I think this may just work. And I said, well, Lady Witchbeard, thank you, Lady. Because when you're in charge, you can't, uh, like, be like this because, you know, now it's just us talking, so I can be a little more inept, but at the time. But anyway, so I said, okay, yeah, that's the plan. Let's, let, is everybody out? Let's do this. Let's do this. And again, I'd slowly learn, you know, any cultural stuff, like put, let's put all our hands in. They, you know, obviously, clearly, they're not, everyone's not going to get that. And it's kind of exclusionary, you know, you see, geez, I don't want to, 
like back like she's I don't play we don't play team sports you know you get back was there he's some sort of demigod god but I don't know if gods would have sports because they have specialties you know you got like the guy that rides the chariot so he, clearly that guy you know or you know who was that Athena she was good at it she'd be good at the javelin I think or was that Athena so I mean isn't that the Olympia but anyway that's a totally come on can you keep your European sensibilities out of this holy mackerel First, last week, you insult the entire conquistador. So I apologize. I apologize. I take full responsibility. It was the school systems. No, I take full responsibility. So we had our plan. And and the reason we're cutting from the plan is, you know, one-time constraints. And you say, hold hold on, wait a second. You're concerned about time constraints. Well, no, artificial. It's an artificial time constraint to move the story. You know, like you do when it, you know this is like cinematic. It's cinematic. I say, okay, you in the back. You got your hand. How is it cinematic? Because we cut it right. Okay, I'm rephrasing the person that backs. How is cutting at the end of a plan cinematic? Uh, cinematography, cinematography, right, okay, moving on. So the plan was in motion. Lady Witchbeard headed off, and everyone headed off in separate directions, as when a plan, a mysterious but unrevealed plan, by the way, uh, to say, you know, what, what, what could the plan be? This cinematographic cinema, tension would be revealed. So we broke anyway. Everybody separated. I think I've said that about seven times. And we waited for, for dawn to break, and it was a breaking soon. And so, as you know, or may not know, last episode, we covered the entire pyramid. This pyramid constructed of magic stones. Uh, we covered it in goop. With the green goop, which you now you can't see. Well, you can kind of see it a little bit. It's leaking through some of the cracks. But, you know, in green goop, with sprinkled like sprinkled and mixed with magic rock dust. Uh, suppose, supposedly, supposedly magic rock dust. Because they, they said it, there was one time my dad gave me a piece of the Berlin Wall. And he said, this is a legit piece of the Berlin Wall, not one of these ones you buy at freaking the airport store or from Sky Mall. This is a legit piece of the Berlin Wall. And we put it in a mayonnaise jar. I'll never forget it. Well, I guess I did forget it, which mayonnaise it was. And it was a weird size. It was one of those, like, uh, the smallest size man. I said, geez, I don't remember us having a portable mayonnaise jar, but it was the kind that would fit in your hand. They definitely don't make mayonnaise jars like this anymore. Tin tin top. Now most mayonnaise comes with a plastic top. But it was a smaller. I think it was Hellman's. I'll be honest. Don't don't sue me. This is just mentioning a product in a neutral way. But I took that stone. I I put it in this mayonnaise jar. Maybe it didn't come. I think it just came wrapped up in a piece of wrapping paper. And then I put it in the mayonnaise jar, and then I put a label on there, piece of a bur- the Berlin Wall. 
And I said, geez, now I finally have a piece of history in my life to carry with me. And I was probably a young man, but, you know, uh, I don't know how old I was. I think I was an adult, uh, 18, 20, I don't know. Uh, probably not, probably younger, maybe, I don't know. And I went through life with that jar, you know, my dorm room had that jar. And, uh, you know, it was, a, it was a piece of pride. It was a source of pride. And then one day my father said, oh, no, no, that was just a rock I picked up. I, th- I think he told me that. And uh, luckily, I don't even know. I probably do have it probably still in a box somewhere. It was my, did I have a point? Oh, okay, so much like, I guess that's like uh, my suspicious side is saying, well, I don't know if that was actual magic to us we sprinkled on the pyramid or not. And I say, oh boy, that was a long aside for that. But uh, I can tell you that the green goop was real. It was green. It had lost some of its glow. No, I guess in the night it actually helped. Uh, and people were writing different symbols in their names. So, so they had some fun. But we covered the pyramid in in different panels of uh, uh, flattened gold and bronze, which uh, uh, Bach was in charge of that. And Bach kind of fell out of the story a bit because he, you know, once you get a DeAndre the Giant in, it's like kind of like your character kind of loses focus. So the spotlight went from Bach, the demigod, or God, the Bach, Bachist, Bachnalian type of God. Who now is just hanging around with us, He's, you know, kind of like, uh, but anyway, he, he and some of the people that call themselves my people, the, the uh, germs peeps, you know, they don't call them that. I would, if, if it was modern day, they were my peeps, I would call them my peeps. Uh, but we, he had, back in, in my, and some of my friends, let's say, uh, had acquired all this bronze and gold flattened. And I don't know any, I don't know the first thing about gold or bronze, but. We had covered the entire pyramid in flat panels of this stuff. And by the uh, light of the moon, I, I, I think the moon was in one of those uh, gibbous phases. I don't know which one. And I only say that because I just learned that word as a fully grown adult, a gibbous. And I guarantee I must have thought it. But, uh, but I don't know if it was waxing or waning. That's beyond me. It'll be beyond me. And more practice than I might know someday. And then I'll sneak it into another episode. Uh, but, it, it, you know, it was something about it at the night, but but it, it, it looked good. And I, it, we covered the whole pyramid well, with the idea that this would conduct some sort of magical electricity into the main busted stone, the refurbished stone at the top of the pyramid, which was already getting hot because it was a refurbished stone or a rejected stone, I think, in their parlance. At the old magical story, this is magical stone quarry. Part of the story, it, this stone had not qualified to be in the pyramid, but I did a switcheroo. You know, it was, it was, in, a, it was in an episode, you're going to have to trust me on this. And its flaw, apparently, was uh, that it just got hot when it was, you know, when magic was running into it, it would get warm, but not hot. Warm or very warm, but not burning hot or hot, but not super hot. And I figured that that's a sign if you overload it. Well, okay, not important. It was part of my plan that became the current plan. 
So we have a pyramid covered in bronze and gold, and as we, as I, you know, what I was just doing there was using the time till the dawn broke across the horizon, across the horizon above the trees. The sun started to rise, and as soon as he cleared the trees, you know, rising above the trees was the pyramid. And the sun's dawn rays struck the pyramid. And immediately we knew. And by we, I mean not by and me, because I was there by myself, hiding, kind of, uh, waiting to be my. I don't think any person on the, that had seen anything would be prepared for this. And in San Francisco, we do have a copper-clad museum, which is very nice. And I don't know the elemental differences between copper and bronze, other than that bronze tends to be a little bit shinier. And copper, at least this museum, the De Young Museum, it tends to be more, it's a very matte building. But it's, it's very, very interesting to look at, and I think controversial in some aspects, but I prefer bold buildings like that. They say, geez, whoever designed that took a hell of a risk, and I like that. So I don't, I'm not a building critic. I'm a building enthusiast. So the the dawn's rays hit it, and, 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 and you know, unintentionally, I guess I, me— and my team of helpers had created something unbelievably uh, breathtaking because the, 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 the interspersed panels of gold and bronze, you know, imper- imperfectly placed at my direction, you know, started to scatter the dawn's rays in hues of gold. Oh, it was... Uh, and he, for each minute the sun rose, it became more spectacular. And uh, just depending on where you were standing, a little bit painful, you know, if you caught one of the gold. Because he was shooting off in, in billions of different directions, it seemed like. And a lot of these panels, you know, we, we were working on the fly, so some of these were, you know, had divots and things. But soon I knew that the camp had also caught sight of this thing. And now as the sun, so you know, was hit, the sun was starting to hit two two sides of the pyramid as time slowly passed, and, and the the dullness uh, became more and more powerful. And I looked down at the village and I watched as the people stood in 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 awe. And I got closer because I wanted to see. Because then I saw Marina standing bathed in a bronze, you know. It wasn't a direct reflection because they were far enough away, but it said, geez, man, bronze is a nice color on her. Well, any color, you know. And she ran off as soon as she saw it, and she awoke Hernan Cortez. And he looked upon it, and you could see that people were just, you know, no no one saw this coming. And again, every moment the sun got a little higher and a little bit fuller and more powerful. And then a drumbeat started. Uh, and it was, a, it was a, a drumbeat to gather attention, a unified beating of drums and, and marching of feet 
into the village from 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 outside the village, and then people's attention was torn between the incoming marching and drum beats, and the the pyramid, which you really couldn't take your eyes off of. Uh, but then you couldn't keep your eyes on it exactly because you say once you said rather have it. And I, I gotta tell you another aside here is that. Uh, if you want to talk about underrated, the gold was spectacular, but the bronze was, it's like, geez, what an underappreciated, uh, or maybe not, maybe just by me, uh, I don't know what you call it, oh, uh, metallic highlighting, you know, if I was, if you're rich and you're going to, you know, do some cladding, you know, think about some bronze, because I could tell you, if it was just gold, it would be like, wow, it's pretty cool. And if it was just bronze, it'd be like, that's badass. But the combination of the gold and bronze was just... Whew. So I could tell you, you know, you want to send me back to an age, you send me to the bronze age, I, I think I could go for it. I think I would fit in there, a bronze age person. And someone might say, well, okay, well, what bronze-related skills do you have to be in the bronze age? I see. Hmm. Um, skills, huh? I could be a Bronze Age poet. Oh, bronze. Bronze is so nice to say, bronze. Bronze, bronze, bronze. One of my favorite characters' name is Bron. So if you had two, you'd have a a pair of bronze-ons. Okay, maybe not. Maybe I stick with this age. But the drumbeat came and snaking into the village with with, uh, who but Bach at the head was a line of people clad in, in colors of gold and bronze, like mostly f- uh, f- feathers and flowers. Uh, and, and the people that followed me were a mix of mostly indigenous people, but a few conquistadors or Spanish troops. I think I deconquistadored them because they, they, they had said, well, we, we kind of like this buffoon, what do they say, thief and fool, whatever they called me back then. Uh, and they streamed into the village, and the people parted ways, and, and everyone smiles. It was uh, drums that said, hey, we're here for some business. You know, give us your attention, but don't worry, you know, don't don't worry. And Cortez awaited, and, and back bowed to Cortez, then all the people bowed. And then back said to Cortez, I'm honored to present to you your wedding gift, uh, our gift to honor you. And he made a wonderful speech to me. He's a demigod. And he even had some gold nectar, he said, for him in court. And he said, this is a gift. I think it was a wedding gift. I, I don't know. I, I couldn't hear because this, uh, I mean, you want to talk about irony. It was some sort of a squawking bird kept squawking, saying, hey, I heard you don't like birds that cluck or squawk. So I couldn't hear the speech. I missed it, I'll be honest. So I can't get, relay it to you. But Marina seemed touched, and Cortez seemed still kind of in this gold, gold and bronze days. And then something broke. Maybe the squawking of the bird, maybe the sip of the golden nectar broke. And Cortez said, where's Lady Witchbeard? And then someone said, he's still in her tent, my lord, or something. I don't know if they call him my lord, but that was just the tip of my tongue. And he said, wake her, Lady Witchbeard, and bring her here. 
And then they woke Lady Witchbeard and he heard her come out of her tent and gasp. And Lady Witchbeard said, what, uh, what, is, what is this? What is this? And she, she made her way to Cortez, Lady Witchbeard, and back, and then were bowed. And Cortez said, said it's a gift, and then Marina Ken explained again at a squawking bird. I think she was explaining the tradition. I don't know. Uh, but, but, but Cortez like started to walk a little bit closer because just as the sun got more powerful, it started to shoot off now full uh, golden and bronze sunbeams. So if you suck your arm in there, if you got close enough to the pyramid, which is a giant pyramid, so you don't have to get that close, uh, your skin would turn gold or bronze. And there just happened to be a couple, you know, and it's hitting three sides of the pyramid now, maybe even four. Or wait, pyramids, I don't know how many sides does a pyramid have. One, two, three. So probably three sides it was hitting. It couldn't have hit a fourth, you know, unless it was, a, it couldn't, I guess. I guess the top of the pyramid was a little flat, so that could count as a fourth side. I guess which would make it not a pyramid. It would be, you know, some sort of triangular tetragon or something. But anyway, not, you know. So Cortez was, like, playing with the light and getting closer. And Lady Wishbeard said, don't take another step. And he said, and she said, I sense something's amiss. And Cortez said, do you sense the power? He, he kind of said this low to her. And like who the bird had stopped squawking. And this was part of the plan, so I think I knew. So, you know, I, he said the, the power coming off. And she said it could be heat, you know, it could be. And he said, no. He said, some sort of magic is at work here. He goes, and Lady Witchbeard, she got goosebumps. And I could see, I, you know, I guess she, I say I could see it from there. I could. You could say in this situation she had golden, she had the golden goosebumps, maybe. But Cortez, he said, he said, I need, he goes, uh, he said, Marina, it's time. Cortez looked back at Marina, he said, Marina, it's time. And Mer Lady Witchbeard said, for what? And Cortez, Cortez kind of just walked towards the pyramid and kind of waved her off. But we knew what he meant. And Lady Witchbeard said, oh, non-stop. And he said, stop what? She said, don't go any closer. There's something amiss here. And he said, Lady Witchbeard, there's nothing for you to fear. You could stay here. You could stay here and wait for me. And Lady Witchbeard, she, she, she fought off every huff. I could tell she wanted to huff at that comment. But she said, Hernan, I've seen this in the uh, the hall that holds the secrets of the world uh, in Montezuma's palace. And Cortez kind of stopped, and he said, but he was, he, I think he, 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 he was dazed, and the sun was getting higher and more and more powerful. And at this point, I mean, there was like beams shooting it. I said, man, I said, this could be a, a telecommunications device almost. I mean, it was shooting, like, it was sparkling. 
I said, man, I wish I had some kind of talent because it was, oh, it was, it wasn't like a disco ball, but it had that effect of shooting a little beams of light and it was sparkling like the sea. But, and I guess you can't say better. But could you imagine swimming in a bronze sea, one, with a little gold? That'd be sweet. So it's shooting all these beams off in the sky and at the people, almost like a laser light show during the day. But, you know, I don't know. I, I could go on, and I, I'm not patting. This is not a humble brag or anything. It's just because it was an accident. But Lady Witchbeard said, or none, uh, this is, that's the lure, the shiny lure from the darkness. The light came from the darkness this morning. And she said, look at the people. They're confused and afraid of the gold and, and that other color light. I said, it's bronze. It's not a other color. It's bronze. But Cortez just kept walking further. He said, stay back. And then even Marina, she said, Ornan, what are you going to do? And he started, he said, I'm going to bathe in the pot. You know, he almost seemed mad with... Like, I don't even know, and I can't blame him, because as I watched him, as I watched him get closer and closer, he, he oh, it was, he, I said, man, that guy. And then he got closer and closer, and then suddenly the, the, the ground started to rumble. And, and if you were watching very carefully, you would have seen Lady Witchbeard kind of sneak off. And you'd notice that, you know, in the cinematographic stuff, but it's not that important. But the ground started to rumble and shake right as Cortez got to the top. And Marina said, what, what are you going to do? And he said, it's the power. And he was talking about, he's talking about how the pyramid sensed him and he was going to climb to the top. And he was close, and it was it really felt like almost like it was oh it was like laser lights were, were scanning him at this point, and he had his arms out like he was taking a bath in bronze and gold gold rays, but then the pyramid shook some more, and then suddenly the pyramid started to unfold in some strange beyond. Uh, beyond, 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 beyond understanding way, uh, the pyramids started to unfold with the gold being acting as like a skin. It was unfolding and reshaping itself from a pyramid into something else. And you could see the, like the light traveling through it, uh, the magical energy that, you know, some would have doubted could be there. And even someone that may have doubted that there was real magical stone would be, you say, oh, I guess it is magic stone. Uh, dust mixed in with green goop and then conducted. But anyway, not important. You know, let's not play the credit game here. But And then suddenly the pyramid started to take shape into something. What was it? What was it? People began to ask themselves. Marina was stunned. She wanted to reach out to run to Cortez, but back held her back. And then DeAndre the Giant tried to go closer, and then he was he had sensitive eyes, or he was pretending. And he said, Ehh. and then the pyramid it grew, it seemed to grow ahead. 
and then a body, and then four legs, and then it became more clear what it was. It was a four-legged creature. Its head took on a shape with a, what seemed to be a little beard, and little horns, and a little cute little, it was a golden goat. And the pyramid turned, and they stood up on two feet, giant, as giant as a pyramid could be. Gold as a golden pyramid could be. And then Bach fell to his knees, and he said, No, it could not be. I thought you were banished from the world, that we be, you know, all the worlds. And then Bach went into this speech, and I'll just give you the TLDR version which was he kind of redescribed uh, that the golden goat god, who it'll turn out to be, was, uh, we just used a Superman, I think it was Superman 2, or a typical plot where you put someone in a, a outer space prison, uh, you know, something that's just going to be drifting in space. You say, oh, space is huge, you'll never get cut. Now, this was an ocean-based prison because they thought the oceans were so huge. And then, but it ended up the Atlanteans set him free. That's what, uh, uh, back, uh, oh no, wait, maybe I'm spoiling it. I guess I am. Uh, but that's okay. It, it was the, the back that said that maybe the Atlanteans set him free. I don't know. Maybe Black just filled in on the prison. I can't remember. The bird was squawking again, but I had bigger things going on because then the goat god stood up and then. Uh, Cortez said, what, what are you talking about? What is this creature? And he said it was the trickster god that thought it could become the god of gods and tried to tr- trick us all into electing it to the top god. But then, uh, you know, back went through his you know, belief system he's a part of and how they changed the trickster god into a goat, you know, to reduce his power. And then they tricked him into going to space. I think then he was in space or whatever, but he, that he was a goat forever, no matter what. And even though he escaped his prison, then back was like, he's a giant golden goat. And something about this has brought, and then he said, oh, golden goat god, what do you want from us? And even as the goat god started to rise above Cortez, the light still shimmered and shaked on the skin of Cortez and all the people and everywhere. I mean, it was sparkling everywhere in the eyes of everything. And then the goat god spoke. Now, strangely, the goat god's voice was somewhat familiar. The goat god said, Are you the one called Hamnan Hamnan Kukuchu. And there was another, Cortez said, I am Hernan Cortez, who are you? And the Gokad was, he said, the Gokad didn't do that, but the person, you know, I will not be answering any questions. For all my questions are questions and tricks within questions. Anon. Anon, I'm here to offer you one chance to leave this land forever. 
And of course, of course, he said, well, "What? What exactly do you do you want? Go guy? Do you have a name?" And then the goat guy shook his goat, goat-like, pyramid-like, I'm not here to play games or niceties with you, Anon. I'm here to defend these people from your invasion. And then Cortez said, well, I'm not really here to invade, I'm here to protect these people, actually. We have a share, we share a common goal, goat god, and I think we could work to, and at one point he smiled while he was saying this, and there was like a bronzy gold shimmer to his smile, which was nearly hypnotic for the poor goat god, or the man controlling the goat god, or possibly. But you say, what, 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 what do you mean defend the people? Tell me more, goat god. And then they go, I'm here to defend these people from you, for you're bringing your diseases here. This is a place without war or greed and gold fever like in your eyes. I see you want to possess my gold. And so many more, and Cortez said, I don't, I don't plan on bringing any of those things. I don't intend to. I just bring a god, not, not anything like you. And then Cortez turned to the people. And he, he made some sort of, he said, I, I can offer you something. And then the goat god stomped and stomped and stomped in anger, but he shook, shook, shook. And then finally the goat god remembered when the goat god was just a boy and would wear a watch. In school, and the sun would come through the school window, and he could use the reflection of the sun to, 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 to blind the teacher temporarily until she would get, give the goat god, you know, a time out. So the goat god started using wrist rays, and she, so Cortez got his, the goat god said, I'm not here to trifle. You leave, and then Cortez said, well, I don't get it. Now, there's a ship in the bay or not, and I'm not joking with you. You'll leave now, and I'm going to count. And then Cortez said, what if you don't leave? Or Cortez said, well, what if I don't leave? And the guy said, well, I'll be forced to, 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 to do away with you or not, for I will be here to protect the people from this day forward. From all your ships, I will sink your ships. I will, you know, those of you. And then it's like, oh boy, is it the goat guys? You need to, you need to leave now, Anon. And they said, and of course, I said, well, could you do me a demonstration of your power? Because you sound a bit like another goat that I know. And I said, how the hell? Because really, you know, spoiler, I was the goat. I was using Lady Witchbeard's magic because we had fully gathered the magic in the pyramid, which now was a problem because we were going to, we had a plan, but the plan was to chase Cortez out of town. And now he didn't seem so, I was like, man, I got to say, I got to up my game. 
when I was using the goat, the coat of many colors to pretend I was the goat guide, kind of like a, one of those suits with all the golf balls on it and motion capture. And Lady Witchbeard was casting spells while, you know, it was a whole whole production. Uh, so then I said, whoa, and I, you know, smashed the ground. And then I smashed it, and then I grabbed some uh, uh, cannons, and I chucked those into the water, which was like 30, 40, 50 miles. And I said, oh, that hurt, actually, because I always, every time I throw it, it was too hard. I injure myself where I throw something inefficiently, but this time it was efficient. And then I noticed that Bach was getting agitated with, with me and Cortez. And then I noticed uh, Bach was like, Bach raised his hands. He said, stop, stop, stop this argument. Stop, go, guys. Stop, Cortez. And Bach said, you, you mean to tell me you're not going to leave because of this goat god? And Cortez said, well, I think we could work this out. I think we could come to some kind of consensus here. I'm not here to spread any diseases or, you know, obviously the queen needs her due, but, but I will, we will, we, you know, you people are going to be so much happier when you learn of all the benefits of being a colony of Spain. It's going to be wonderful. And he said, we got this wonderful belief system going. It was in the back said, what is it? And then I noticed back, back uh, was like back. I don't know if back, I don't know if he had God magic or also pyramid magic. Cause now it was kind of like a free for all. And he did some wiggly woo. And, and the next thing I knew, I wasn't controlling the goat god anymore. And then, all of a sudden, uh, back was, and he's like starting to smash and smash around Cortez. And look, they had DeAndre in the back just in case. I said, DeAndre, he's somehow jammed my, you know, because I was like, this whole thing was based on the remote controls from Radio Shack idea. I said, oh, we could make a remote control pyramid. Uh, no, thank you, Radio Shack. I would have let you sponsor the show if it was 1980. Maybe maybe even the 90s if I wanted a remote control car or early aughts. But I mean, no offense, not anymore. Radio Shack, not a sponsor. Anyway, uh, so then Bach was controlling, then I was trying to rest control back. Lady Witchbeard was trying to, and Cortez is trying to, and then Cortez kind of sees me uh, doing stuff. So then he runs over. So then back, like, uh, I see him shoot, he turned DeAndre into a pile of sand, which was a stone giant, so that wasn't any good. I said, no, DeAndre. And then Cortez comes running up to me. He says, Jerm, what are you doing? What are you doing? I said, we got to get you out of here before you ruin uh, Central, South, Mexico, Central, South America for everybody. And I said, you you know, it, it was a little bit boring. I said, you don't belong here, man. Haven't you got that? And we don't want you mixing with magic. And then I noticed, I said, that the goat god was coming after all of us. And he started chasing us, and we were running around. And Bach was still getting down the method. And then uh, Lady Wishbeard was because she said, and I said, she said, germ. And I said, Bach, what are you doing, man? Because he had his corner, to be honest with you, he had his cornered with the giant goat god. I mean, there was an action sequence in there, but, you know, you're not here for action sequence. 
And it was like mostly just us running from a giant goat god. But it was sweet goat god, you know, gold, bronze, sparkles, like that. And at that point, it had us kind of cornered, and then Bach was there. And I said, Bach, what are you doing, man? And he said, Jerm, you've given me the tool. He said, you're right. He said, Jerm, I'm going to give you and Lady Witchbeard a chance to leave. And I'm going to keep this power, this magic. Oh, God, I'm going to become a per- I'm going to become the defender of this land. And this man won't leave. And so he said, I'm going to, you know, to take, take Cortez out. And he goes, I thought that's what you came here to do, Jerm. And then Cortez said, what? And I said, come on, Hernan, you know we're here to take you out. Give us a break. You were going to take Lady Witchbeard out. And as a matter of fact, you were going to take Marina out. And then Marina, her, she was, she was of course, nearby. And then Bach was like, Marina, i got to take you out. And Bach said, I've got the golden goat god. And he said, well, why? He said, well, he said, we're not going to be, he said, this is, these are my people, Germ. You're just a tourist here on a little adventure chasing around your little green woman. And there was that much, everyone was like, I'm sorry, did you just say what? And Lady Witchbeard, I don't even know, I didn't even realize she had a cauldron. She picks a cauldron up. I, I said, where's that? And boom, she throws it. Boom, hits back and knocks him, uh, not totally senseless because he's some sort of god, you know, and now he's got some uh, pyramid-related magic power, but enough that he stumbled backwards, and the pyramid goat guy stumbled to one knee, and then Cortez and Lady Witchbeard and Marina, they said, Germ, what do we use? They said, Germ. And then Cortez said, Germ. You need my help to stop this god. And I said, at first I wanted to reject it. I said, no, 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 no. And then the Lady Witchbeard said, Jeremy, if, if, if uh, Bach wins, he'll have, it's too risky. We can't let this unknown. She said, I didn't expect this to I said, yeah, neither did I. And I said, this is probably not as bad as if Cortez had taken over control. And then I said, wait a second. I said, Hernan. I said, are you serious that you're only going to unintentionally destroy all of Central South? You know, you're only going to unintentionally ruin the lives of all these people for, for, for you know, history may, may or not fix itself. But And he said, you know, conquistador's honor. And he said, well, I still don't trust you, but I may need you. And I said, I gave Lady Witchbeard a wink, which I said, I didn't even know what it meant, just like a wink. And I said, Cortez, I want you to take this coat of many colors. I've got a, a, another plan, which is uh, another plan. I mean, this, the last couple of plans haven't worked out, so how about this one? It just might. But it probably wait till next week for it to work out. And another episode of... Uh, Tales of Lady Witchbeard, all right? So get a good night's sleep, and uh, I'll talk to you very, very soon. All right, good night. All right, everybody. So, you know, as you snuggle in deeper, I want to say thank you and good night to all of you. I want to say good night to Ben, and good night to Summer, good night to Dawn, good night, Jason, sleep well, 
Hey, Joan, sleep great. Maybe I should should say, hey, Joan, keep sleeping. Buddy Fern sent me a postcard. Thanks, Fern. Good night. Silvertone, I hope you're you're so tired from Zumba that you're resting so well. Uh, I want to say good night to Cat, the human cat. I don't know if Cat has any cats. But, you know, those cats are probably, you know, I don't know if her cat's nocturnal. Hey, cats, don't bother cat, okay? Merry good night. I want to say good night to Bo, a.k.a. Lee Box. Anyways, listen and check out uh, splitshort.com. Check out uh, Lee Box's movie, please. And tweet about it, spread the word, and let me know. You know, I think if you're a hardcore listener of podcast, you'll figure out. You say, well, I know it's, you know, those of you that have been listening, especially Game of Drones, hint. Just a little hint. Uh, Kerplunk, I want to say good night to you. Good night, Kerplunk. Uh, Piss Goblin, good night. Long-time listener, Kim L. Carla, good night. December, good night. We got got a cast of uh, podcast listening legends here. And then we get some wonderful new listeners on Facebook. Trisha, Janet, Elizabeth, Melissa, thank you. Good night. And I want to thank some iTunes reviews. If you want to review the podcast, go to sleepwithmepodcast.com slash iTunes. I want to thank AKD, who says that, uh, put him, puts them like to, like to sleep like a sweet little baby. Uh, sweet magic. Thank you, AKD. I want to thank Mover Ma from Down Under, from Australia. Early onset tonitis. Oh, boy. And this is a podcast is helping them get some sleep. You deserve it. I'm sorry. I want to thank you. We got to say got a new method to check our international reviews. Hopefully it keeps working. I want to say goodnight to Hawk Flight from Canada. Thank you for your review. Great boar friend. You are a great boar friend. I want to say goodnight to Harley. Brainbot from Harley. Brainbot number 798. Works for them. And they have a lot of stressors, and then they're, you know, as soon as it's just like everybody, well, not just like a, a lot of people, they lie down and the brain starts to race. Uh, so thank you, thank you. And then Kiwi Holden from Australia, who does not like the podcast, and they accuse us of cheating, which I guess they said, they said we must have paid people to download the podcast. Oh, boy, I don't know. That's not actually, unfortunately, that's not how iTunes works. Uh, but Because I don't have the same download numbers. Hawk, uh, oh, Kiwi Holden, sorry, Hawkfly, I didn't mean to associate you. Uh, so that's not how you get ranked in iTunes anyway, by bulk numbers. And if I did have some kind of huge numbers like that, I'd probably be on vacation somewhere or so. But, you know, thanks for taking the time to uh, accuse me of cheating, uh, Kiwi Holden. Good night. <laughs> oh, sleep so tight. I hope you do so good. But another Australian, you know, sets it right back. And that's a, a brain by belonging to Annabelle. Uh, brain by 11, 8, 11. You know, that's one of the more advanced brain by models, the 11, 8, 11 model. And they've been, Annabelle's been listening to the podcast for a while. And she looks forward, you know, her and her human to, to listen to the podcast. So thank you, Annabelle. Thank you, Brainbot 11811. 
I think maybe something in his Star Wars is based on that new 11811 model. Uh, another Australian, you know, rebalance in love. Uh, random. Akembus. Uh, and they fall asleep during the uh, housekeeping. Thank you, Random. Works too well. And then we got Ethan up there in Canada. Pretty awesome, eh? Thanks, mumbles a lot. But that soothes Ethan. Thank you, Ethan. Your review soothes me from that. I mean, that was Kiwi Shavers, you know, doing an undercover review to test me. Uh, Emily Sophie from Canada says, It's okay. The podcast is just okay. It's the first, uh, actually... A two-star written review I think we've gotten. So thanks, Emily. I'm not kidding. They say, you know, it takes a, someone to do two stars I like better than one. And maybe I like it better than three because this is, well, you got work, you know, needs improvement. So thank you. Oh, we got a, a, a Swedish brain bot, uh, Bray, B-R-E, Brea, 864, brain bot 864, blind Brea. I wrote in that it works. Thank you, Brea, and your brain bot. They're asleep in 10 minutes. Uh, Tanya AVR from Canada's trying, and she says it reminds her of the ra- double rainbow guy. A little bit. Oh, double rainbow. Good night to you, too. And then Mega Sleepless in Canada, for, uh, uh, helping the unquiet mind get some sleep. Thank you. Uh, and then we have a D- Denmark from Denmark, uh, Pad- Padre Quintos. This sounds like, uh, that'd be a cool character in a Padre Quintos. Sounds like, you know, be a good character to have in your party if you were playing D&D or a video game. And that's the only reason Padre Quintos can fall asleep. So thank you for your review, Padre. Uh, Thomas O. also in Sweden thinks the podcast is fantastic. Thank you, Thomas O. And then uh, Brian from Windsor. I think I might have thanked Brian, but maybe I didn't. I said, but Brian from Windsor appreciates the podcast in Canada. And I appreciate Brian from Windsor. And all our new listeners from Windsor probably related to Brian. And, you know, I hope I've met, you know fixed U.S.-Canadian relations in the Windsor area. So thank you, everybody, and uh, get a good night's sleep.